But I just gotta know one thing. Are you ready? This is Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast, your first stop for everything professional wrestling. So sit back and enjoy wrestling talk at its finest with your hosts, Larry Hall and Joe Corrado. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast. And the landscape for professional wrestling, wrestling <laughs> has officially changed. And uh, it'll never be the same after last night. Go ahead, Joe. Well, we go ahead. Come on. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> Come on. I like how you took that over so quickly and so loudly <laughs> that you knew you could see my face. You know where I was going. I knew what was coming. And Absolutely. You, just, you decided to get so overly obnoxiously loud with a big laugh yes. and say, ha, 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 ha. Wrestling has changed. From now on, we are Brotherly Love Wrestling <laughs> Podcast. Anyone who addresses us further, we are Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast. Oh, man, I got to change all the logos. I got to change our banners. I got a lot to, of work to do then. We also have to figure out how to spell it. Yeah. I guess. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> exactly. Karma, bitch. Karma. So let's start in I'm this weekend uh, wrestling. I am not a big black woman. <laughs> Don't you dare. And we're going to start with Monday Night Raw and work our way to the Wednesday Night Wars. Brock Lesnar showed up on Monday night and painted a picture. Um, uh, no. <laughs> he played pin the tail on the donkey. No. He... Again, you are not good at this guessing game ever. Oh, hold on. He gave Michael Cole a noogie. I mean, I'm sure he probably could have in the back maybe, but not on TV. He demolished Dominic Mysterio. The donkey. No, not the donkey. <laughs> Mysterio's son, Dominic, absolutely got destroyed by Brock Lesnar, um, as, as well as Ray did as well. And, I mean, left him, well, they put him on a stretcher. I don't know where this is going. Yeah, do you find it odd that he's wrestling for the SmackDown Heavyweight Championship or the WWE title, yet he came out and beat up the challenger for the Universal title? Uh... What was the purpose? I mean, I get it. Brock's there. He's one of your biggest ratings draw. And when he's actually there to do something productive, it's nice to see him around. But then again, it was kind of confusing. There is a... Was it cool to see? He legitimately chucked Dominic out of the ring. Well, and the only thing is... Was that initiation for him? Like, is maybe. He, maybe that's is that, what I was thinking. That's his initiation. Like, look, you're getting ready. You're, you got uh, we, We're paving your future, but... You got a bump for Brock. Because I'm sure people had to do it for Taker. Yeah. I, actually, I remember interviews of wrestlers when they were coming up. Like, Taker would just throw them the fuck around in the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for like, sure. You got a bump for Taker. Like, this is you got a bump for Brock. This is your initiation and into the boys club. That's brutal. That's a brutal. I would take. I would rather take a bump from. Well, now of course you'd rather take a bump from Taker, but I don't know that bump from Taker could legitimately be like a fucking four foot bump coming off your fucking head if he drops you. True. He ain't got it no more. True, but you know Brock. I mean, Brock is vicious. He is. 
He is a trade killer. <laughs> so I actually have a rumor later in the show that contributes to this storyline. Don't prompt me to. I fucking, know. I know. Don't no, prompt don't, me to hit buttons yet. when you don't want me to hit buttons. I know. Because I'll fucking I'll make it right in this bitch. <laughs> So I'm gonna move on to the I'm next story, and right it is really. I got a phone. I'm fucking hitting buttons, <laughs> and you're just fucking going off. You're not paying the fucking attention. I'm sorry. I looked down to see what I was going to say. You're not paying attention. <laughs> you gotta fucking have your head on a swivel when you find yourself in a vicious cockfight. <laughs> Rusev gets a title shot because Ray was demolished by Brock Lesnar. Yeah, it was uh that was kind of weird too because Orton came out and they were gonna have a match mm-hmm. that didn't end up happening and then all of a sudden Rusev wants to have a match so I guess if you say it loud enough and with confidence you can have a universal title shot apparently That's all you have to do is just be very stern be confident have a look, mustache look have a mustache look the camera in the eye and deliver your speech and you got it you got it kid there's not even any official that can Say otherwise. Uh, yeah, sure. But I don't. Does that get, make, I don't does get that make sense? Does that make sense to you? I mean, if you say so. <laughs> no, no, don't listen to me. I'm not the fucking head writer. Does that make sense? You to claim you? to be every week. No, you, you, I. Cl- you give trips all the ideas. I do give trips all the ideas. He doesn't ever take them though. Uh, so I'm not the head writer until he takes my ideas and gives me rupees in return. What yen? Yeah. <laughs> Pounds? Hey, whatever whatever you want to spend, that's on you. I can do any type of currency. So, later in the night, you finally get the match. Rollins, the Rusev. Night. My I, mind is weak. I said, later I'm in the, the night. I'm on the run. sleep. See, I knew this was going to happen. You're holding the mic. You think you're singing. You are not singing. This is a podcast. Uh, not the radio. Hold on a second. Can't I make it the best of both worlds? No, because you singing is not the best of both worlds. I beg to differ. I I don't know about While you that. were not next to me at the Pizza Party Wrestling Show, there was at least a handful, maybe two dozen people that came up to me and be like, you're the guy that sings on the podcast, right? <laughs> you're such a liar. You sound like a young Michael Bolton crossed with Brian Adams. He's the voice of an angel. Those are the best names you could come up with. Michael Bolton and Brian Adams. Oh, my God. I, I'm that powerful of a fucking singer that I transcend the fucking love-making universe of singing. Okay, so let's get back to uh, wrestling. But that's not what we were talking about? Uh, you, with the love-making voice that you have? No, that that's not what we were talking about. So, Rusev versus Rollins, main event. Gets interrupted by Bobby Lashley, and then Lana, and then they proceed to make out on the top of the stage. For what reason, I have no idea. It's because Rusev was Maria's baby daddy, or I I don't know where or why this happened. But then the lights go out, the Fiend comes out, Mandible Claw on Rollins, and ends the night that way. Going into Hell in a Cell on Sunday night. Now, ending the show on Monday, did you feel... Did you feel confident? Did you feel satisfied with you what had happened? I, I or know, were you I confused? didn't have to. I didn't have to because I I mean, at least it's just me. I was looking toward Wednesday. It didn't matter. I, I, I didn't care. I was like, oh, uh, yeah, it ended really weird. It seemed like they just threw everything at the end. Do you think you're the only person that had that feeling? No. No, I, I think there are other people that were just like, I don't give a fuck what Raw does. Now, what, do, now what does that say about... Monday nights now. 
because Monday night, I will tell our listeners, I opted to not watch Raw. I'm usually the fucking king of live tweeting Raw, and I opted not to watch it mm-hmm. because there was something else on. Game Changer Wrestling, the curtain call, Joey Janela's last time wrestling there. And you know what? I decided I wanted a freaking change of pace. Mm-hmm. For once, I wanted to change a pace. I wanted to, uh, as I say to my wife, I'm watching something different, and she looks at the TV. She's like, yeah, real different. <laughs> I said, you don't get it. God damn it. They can curse, and it's a, it, it is different. Trust me, for the love of God. Just trust me. Yeah, whatever. That's what she said. But anyway. It was refreshing to see something different on Monday night. Mm-hmm. Now, did I watch it because I was a- angry at Raw and angry at the WWE? No. GCW just happened to be running some of my current favorite wrestlers outside of a major company. And I wanted to watch it. And you know what? It was a fucking incredible show. And I heard the number of people that actually viewed it was somewhere around 170,000. Good for them. That's great. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, again, they did have a lot of soon-to-be AEW talent, or what we would call now officially AEW talent. Yeah, Stunt. On the card. Stunt, Jungle Boy, and Janela. And Orange Cassidy. Oh, and Orange Cassidy. I'm sorry. They had yeah. Ethan Page, who is Impact Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And then they had some of their their homegrowns. They had Nick Gage, uh, Chris Dickinson. They had a, a David Starr versus Tony Deppin. If you're listening to this and you are wishy-washy on other watching other promotions. Tony Deppen versus David Starr was a phenomenal match. And I suggest you, if you can, go back and watch it. I'm definitely... I only got to watch two matches, uh, but I'm definitely going to watch the whole main main event. The whole event on uh, Saturday. I the have whole to. effing show. It was yeah. good. It had a little bit of everything. Our boy, and I can say this with full confidence, our boy Alex Zane was there. <laughs> yes. He was in a seven-way fuckfest match with Teddy Hart. Uh, I believe uh, Chris Bay, and there was a couple other people. There's a lot of people involved in that. Mm-hmm. But it was a lot of shit that happened. It's fucking Teddy Hart in a match where he could jump off things. There was just some crazy shit. I recommend going back to watch the whole damn thing because it was fucking awesome. But back to Monday Night Raw. Back yes. to the original topic at hand. Monday Night Raw was a little bit of a letdown. It was a fun show through and through, and there was some cool moments and there were some good spots i mean aj styles versus cedric alexander is becoming one of those matches like okay you can let it breathe a little bit you don't have to keep going back to it Mm -hmm. either put the title on cedric if you want to or find someone else to throw into the mix as well with aj yeah i mean of course that's a good match because both guys are very good in the ring you're talking about probably the best wrestler that wwe has in aj and cedric I mean, he's no slouch himself. He's one of the best um, that come from 205 Live. So, of course, they're going to they're gonna be in a great match together. It's just... But Cedric can only be the underdog so many times to where he's, yes. just, the, he's just a stepping stone. Or yeah, he's, and that's the, that's he's the problem. He's not the guy that they want. And now, I, I, the one problem I see with WWE is, aside from The Rock... And maybe a few others in my head that I I can't think the of. The millions. And Mark Henry. And the millions. They don't build the African-American superstar very well. They don't. No, they never have. Yeah, and, and I think that's a that's a big problem. You look at Apollo Crews, you look at Tyus O'Neal, well, you look at Cedric. There are a lot of guys in there that have, I mean, all right, Tyus O'Neal isn't the, isn't the best example, but. 
Well, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it back to the Attitude Era because that's when you kind of you, you led to it with The Rock. Yeah. I mean, you had the guys that had the look back in the day that never got the push for some reason or another. You had the Farouks. Yeah. You had fucking Ahmed Johnson, which was an absolute, like, house. Mm-hmm. Like, the guy's back probably went on for fucking six days. Yeah. But you had... You had the people, and then, you, like you said, you had Mark Henry. Mm-hmm. But even Mark Henry didn't really get – He it took yeah. him forever. The it, Rock kind of – He was the only one, and, and even then, it, it was more because of his Samo- the Samoan dynasty and he – you know what I mean? The legacy that was before him. If he was just Dwayne until, Johnson – Until he made a name for himself, until he overshadowed the whole family yeah. with how big he got, Yeah, that's when he really got – yeah, but I, I just feel bad for guys like Cedric and like Apollo, who... Oh, Biggie. Biggie. Well, Biggie's... Yo, know, and the New Day, maybe that's the exception. Maybe they are the exception. I mean, Kofi fought his way for 11 years to finally get here. But Biggie, he should have a push. We, we've said it a thousand times. Biggie should be in the title picture. I think they I think they should be holding singles titles instead of tag titles. I, I agree. I think that... Xavier is a would be a great mid card. Great, he, I love Xavier yeah. Woods. Yeah, at this point in his career, yeah, United States <laughs> title. When he was going for the United States that tournament, tournament yep, like he should have won that at that point. Yeah, or he'd be great with the Intercontinental title. Yeah. He's one of the better promos that they have mm-hmm. in WWE right now, and it's a shame that it's a shame and a blessing at the same time they all get in the ring at the same time and they're able to put on a show. But singularly, I mean, Xavier might be the best on the mic out of all three of them. Yeah, I agree with that. When he was cutting promos for that tournament, it was the best work I've ever seen him do. Yeah. I mean, it's I can so, agree with that. But it, that's the other thing is that, then that's with Cedric Alexander and I said Apollo Crews for a reason because they tried to get a little bit behind Apollo Crews and they just, I don't know if it's Apollo or it's just the WWE not being able to, I don't know, relate or know how to book these guys, but they don't. They, they really don't and it something needs to change to to help them do it. It's they, they have the, the quick trigger where they, they put them out there. Oh, they didn't get over right away. So we yeah, gotta, we got to nix it yeah. instead of actually putting some effort into it and giving them more exposure. It's kind of like a one and done thing. Well, speaking of nixing something that WWE probably should have nixed team Hogan versus team <sighs> flair <laughs> on Monday night. What a good segue, man. I taught you so well. <laughs> so, they announced this on Ms. TV at Saudi. Well, that was a fucking weird segment in itself. Uh, and you know what? After on Tuesday, I talked to Kyle, and he he ripped off his shirt, didn't he? No, he didn't. <laughs> he texted me that night, and I talked to him during the day, and he said, "Look, they got to stop rolling Flair out there and giving him a live mic and just letting him go." And I couldn't agree more. He's just coming to that old. Alzheimer's looking Ric Flair and it's just uncomfortable. It's cringeworthy. He's just oh god. And and Hogan's not much better at all. At like, least he uh, he at least he acknowledged the fact that they're getting older and they probably shouldn't be doing this that much anymore. And what all right, what in what world does that crowd want a Flair versus Hogan match? One more match. Are that you was, out of your fucking mind? I'm gonna say for the most part that was a really hot crowd. It they, was. That was yeah. a live crowd for the for the most part of the mm-hmm. night. I mean, it's fucking a long three hour show, and they were pretty good yeah. throughout the whole thing. Maybe they got delirious at some point. <laughs> maybe they forgot where the fuck they were. Maybe they all took. Maybe Vince has some sort of weird smoke that he pours into the fucking crowd, and they all think it's 1983 again. Maybe that's why he brought back the pyro. 
Maybe. That's why. That's what it is. He took a hit of his own shit. (laughs) But Team Hogan right now will be Rollins and Rusev, and the other two competitors who are Flair will be Corbin and Randy Orton. And three three more teammates for each team still have to be named. I can only imagine. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't you know. You would think Team Hogan versus Team Flair would be like the ultimate way to bring back all of the fucking really old guys and just shovel them out there to fucking Saudi be like, here you go, here's what you wanted there. Yeah. Here's what you get. You get fucking eight guys that need, or ten guys, uh, no, at this point it'd be 12 guys yes, that need fucking yeah. hip replacements and fucking have one lost his way to the ring. <laughs> yeah. He's fucking doing circles in the back trying to find it. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it doesn't make me want to watch Saudi, not like I wanted to watch it in the first place. Well, let me tell you something, brother. You're going to go and you're going to sit down and you're going to watch Saudi Arabia's finest show, brother. Because what you're going to do... <laughs> When the Saudi prince throws a billion dollars at you. Very true. Very true. I couldn't couldn't agree more, actually. I like how Flair, he's like, this time I'm getting the same paycheck as you. I'm going where you're going, brother. <laughs> that was pretty good. Because he fucking was always, wherever he went, he was always in that fucking shadow of Hogan. Always. Yep. Whether it was the Federation or when he fucking, he left for WCW and then Hogan came over and fucking took that shine right away from him. Yep. And every, was the golden child. Every yep. fucking time, Flair was in that fucking shadow. So, let's move to, to, the, to the day that everyone wants to talk about. Yes. And that's Tuesday morning wrestling. No. Wednesday Night Wars Uh-oh. have begun. AEW versus NXT. I'm rock hard right now with emotion. I got a phoner. I think a lot of people had some really big phoners that night. I think everyone was sitting there with a rock-hard phone or watching some AEW. Either you're watching some AEW, drinking a little bit of the bubbly, or you're watching NXT. You were probably still drinking a little (laughs) bit of the bubbly anyway, because what are you going to do on a night where there's Wednesday Night Wars and there's people that are so fucking hyped for this event, for this time in wrestling? That's what you have to do. You have to sit there rock-hard with a little bit of the bubbly, watching some wrestling. I know that's what I did. Yeah, I mean, uh, Joe was watching AEW. I actually ended up watching both with two TVs, and um, but was primarily focused on NXT. And I got to say, we haven't talked about this at all for a specific reason because we wanted to get each other's actual opinions and actual reactions. So, we wanted genuine opinions and discussions for you, yeah. the people out there, the one in Zimbabwe. <laughs> Man, I would love for there actually to be a listener in Zimbabwe. <laughs> well, pretty soon we might be having a, a landline for some people to That's call true. in. If that person from Zimbabwe wants to call in. That's very true. They, they are more than welcome to. So, AEW starts out with Cody against uh, Sammy Guevara. NXT rolls out their title match right away. Adam Cole versus Matt Riddle. And, and they, what, they... It was... I mean, it is it is a competition. Mm-hmm. It is fight for it's a competition because you're fighting for ratings. Yes, you're fighting to be the better show. You're fighting for. I, I mean, it's not pride at this point. It's money. Yeah, you're yeah, fighting. For, you're fighting for the audience. Yes. So NXT goes first half hour, no commercials. Yep. But on the other hand, AEW goes full show, 
with only limited commercials, and the rest is picture-in-picture. And actually, after the first half hour, WWE went picture-in-picture as well, or NXT, went picture-in-picture as well for their first couple commercials. So they did the same thing. In the first hour, there was only two commercials, and they were picture-in-picture for WWE. And I I can't remember what AEW was. It was the same thing. It was was only big commercial breaks where they actually stopped the action. Did they go into commercial? Yeah, I mean anything that where there was action, they were they were showing you live footage of it. All and in all, know, and you know what's funny is that the SmackDown did that, and I was always more focused on the commercial. Me too. AEW did that, and I was not as focused on the commercial. Yeah, I, I, I agree. actually was. I, I was locked in. I was not live tweeting this event as much as I normally do a WWE show because I wanted to actually see and hear everything. I didn't want to miss anything. I wanted to catch. The whole thing. I didn't want to be distracted by anything, really. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to really hear, A, the commentary, because I wanted to see how Shivani sounded. I wanted to see how he brought together this commentary team, and he did it. And they needed it desperately, because I thought that that was their one really weak department. I agree. Besides kind of a lackluster, and I, I know I'll catch heat for this, but their women's division is not as strong yet, because there's a lot of unknowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they still have to build. I mean, I'm not saying they won't get there, but I'm saying right now they have a weaker women's division. But I thought their their commentary was was the biggest if, and I think Shivani really helped make Jim Ross a little bit more comfortable, sound a little bit more coherent, like he was actually talking about the same event that he was watching, and not there com- were still there were still some times where there you was. heard it. Um, I, I I picked up a couple times where. He would have to. He was about to say a name, and you could tell he kind of stopped, and Shivani kind of carried it on, um, which helps. And it, it is what, a lot. And better. that's what you need. Yeah, and, and Excalibur I, was Excalibur is a good third person. He is, and I will I say agree. that AEW's announced team now is better than Raw's for the yeah. most. Well, and and Raw Raw needs to work out the kinks. Raw Jerry a, Lawler. On, on Raw was not good. No. Uh, the whole thing with Becky, you promised you wouldn't do this, was weak. It, it That was really weird. They need to find a groove, and they need to do it quickly to help this show out. Yeah. Because if you're not going to have all the best talent on Raw, you got to have some commentary that's going to pick up some of the slack. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, I don't know if they have that right now. Vic Joseph, I thought, was, was serviceable. I thought he was pretty good. I think Vic Joseph sounded a lot like Cole. I think so, too. I'm so glad we didn't hear it's fucking boss time. I, I'm so glad. Like I, We'll I, probably hear it on Friday. Of course, I know, unfortunately. And we might hear it from every Friday to yeah. whenever they do another weird fucking but draft. I agree. Shivani sounded amazing. He was really good. Um, the commentary was very good. Like we said, that was one thing that we always talked about was Jim Ross with Excalibur. It it just wasn't good. It wasn't, it wasn't what it should have been for everything that... <clears throat> It should be. Yes. Yeah. Um, but if you look at all the matches all together, I was surprised that the women's title match went the way it went for AEW. I was not expecting Nyla to, to lose at all. I thought she was just going to run away with it, to be honest. When I saw the time, like, because it was like not, it was a little bit after nine when that match came on. It was like mm-hmm. 10 after nine, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then it got. I, I thought it was going to be a squash match to... I thought they were just going to basically have Nyla squasher, maybe in like less under five, yeah, to make time for the main event. And then as it went longer, I was like, 
hmm, this main event's not going to be something. Yes. This yeah. is, Something's going to happen in this main event that's mm-hmm. going to nix the time. Yes. And lo and behold, yep. as the women's match went longer and longer, that became more and more true. And as it unfolded, it became more than true. <laughs> it became a reality. Well, and they did they did a lot. You know what they did, AEW did for their first show? They brought the heavy hitters. Not only bring in heavy hitters, I thought the style of the production surprised me because we've watched New Japan, Ring of Honor, and all the companies that the Bucks and um, Omega and all them have been associated with for the last two years or so. And so we know what kind of style they, they typically go with as far as a, a match. Last night seemed more of a slowed down uh for lack of a better word, WWE pace matching. Because like even Sammy Guevara and, and Cody, it was slow. It was methodic. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And the, But the Young Bucks and, and Kenny and that whole match was a typical Young Bucks match. But all the other matches, it surprised me. I, I wasn't expecting it to be as slow paced. You can't have a spot monkey match after spot monkey match after spot monkey match. Yeah, no, absolutely. You're gonna, I, yeah. you're gonna, a, it's not gonna always make sense. Yeah, and B, you're gonna wear everyone the fuck out. You need to have, you need to. Now that you're on TV, you need to build, mm-hmm. and building it with actually slowing the pace down and actually being able to take in everything besides spot after spot. That's the way that they're gonna have to do it. I yeah. think they knew that going into it. Oh, it was very I smart. Think, yeah, I mean, Cody's got his finger on the pulse pretty well in the the whole wrestling industry. And the demographic that they're going after, he and the rest of them have a pretty good idea of what they need to do to to get those eyes where they want them. And last night, they got more eyes where they wanted them, over NXT. I believe yeah. they had over the 1 um, million. 1.4 million for AEW and 891,000 for NXT. Which, both numbers are nothing to sneeze at. No. Both really good numbers mm-hmm. yeah absolutely but I mean AEW you look at AEW as a whole show AEW the matches were very good the ending was the best part the 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 match itself was a very very good match that was the show stealer I feel anyway in my opinion it, which it, one the, the main event I thought the tag match with everything involved as a whole with the surprises and everything that stole the show was that main event which is good for them uh, you have Moxley coming out, getting his finally getting his hands on Omega, them going through the the glass table, which was an insane spot, and then you have <laughs> Jack Swagger, Jake or, Hager, yeah, or yeah, whatever they want to call him now. You have him come out, and now you have what looks like a faction all together. If that's what it is, or maybe it's just him helping out and him being a hired hand. I think. Well, AEW put out a tweet saying that, could this be a faction? So, yeah. I think because they listen. Mm-hmm. They listen to what we, meaning us and everyone else, saying that wrestling is in desperate need of a faction. Yes. And things are going to start going back to the way that they used to be. I mean, look at Vince right now running things kind of in an, in an Attitude Era-esque type fashion with some of his uh, dicey storylines that he's running right now. Mm-hmm. But what do you really want to see? You want to see the faction. Oh, yeah, absolutely. AEW got that, and they might have done it right away. Now, 
my biggest question and concern is that they, they rolled out all their big guns this week. They had the Hangman Church. Page, Pac. Mm-hmm. They had a women's title match. They had uh, Cody. They had the Bucks. They had Kenny Omega. They had Chris Jericho. They had the newly signed LAX or PMP. Yeah. Proud and Powerful or... Mm-hmm. Santa, or, you're right. Or, yeah, they had yeah. they no, had all good. their big guns, and they brought out their surprise in Jack Swagger, Jake Hager. Yeah, Jake Swagger, Jack Hager. Got that? The Swagger Man. <laughs> yeah. So going forward, yes, they have possibly a faction with mm-hmm. endless possibilities of what could happen. They probably have an answer coming from the Bucks, and do they form the Elite versus whoever this new faction is but what if they they still have a lot of talent that they have to introduce to the main audience i mean a lot of the people that are watching aw right now are familiar with the faces very true yeah like they rolled out um phoenix and um pentagon yes and they rolled out socal uncensored so you got to view that you got to view private party and and don't forget jay and silent bob and Jay and Silent Bob. That was the only part of the show I did not like. But I thought it was a kind of, it was It was cringe. Yeah. It, it was That just, was cringe. Yeah. But they still have a lot of talent. They have a, the rest of their women's division. They have the rest of their tag division. They have the tournament that they have to get underway. They have Janela. They have... Orange. Orange Cassidy. They had... Luchasaurus. Jungle Boy. Yeah. They have a lot of yeah. characters and talent that they have to now introduce. Which is the first show. Yeah. Of course. And you want to swing with some of your biggest shots on your first show. And it paid off. $1.4 million for now, your first show. That's great. And how it ends is a nice cliffhanger to what you want to see next week. Yeah. and You're going to get to see some promo work, I'm sure. You're going to get to see some interviews. I'm intrigued to see how they're going to set it up, if they're going to do like a backstage thing or all that, or if they're going to bring people out, bring the announcer or the interviewer out at the end of the match like they were doing the first show and mm-hmm. interview them after the match. That's a pretty cool thing. I believe that's what Mean Gene used to do. Yes. Yeah, stand at the bottom of the ramp after the match. I always liked that. Yeah. One thing about WCW I liked was that. It was, for some reason, I don't know why, because I guess it was different from WWE. Yeah, it was a nice touch. And I I would like it if they go back to that and they can find someone that could be that type Mm -hmm. to be the good interviewer after it happens. Yeah. After the match. So, AEW wasn't the only one who rolled out a surprise last night. Nope. So, after the first match, like we said, Adam Cole versus Matt Riddle, Adam Cole goes over in a fantastic match. Show stealer. The the best match of the night, and that's saying something with the matches that NXT put on. You had Finn Balor come out and say, as of right now, he is NXT. Which is interesting. Yes. I think that's where he belongs. I agree. Honestly. I agree. Because he's been so mishandled. Mm Mm-hmm. Besides his universal title run and when he won the universal title, what else has he done on the main card? Really nothing. Really, yeah, I agree. I mean, he's done some things that have been quasi-memorable, but for the most part, he's been mishandled. Now, going back to NXT, being on back, uh, he's on TV still. He's on live TV. He's back where he should be with a roster that is only going to benefit from having Finn Balor there because a lot of these people... Came in after Finn Balor left. Mm-hmm. After he went to yeah, the main Yeah, oh, it's card. a completely different roster now. Yeah, so yeah. now you get the endless possibilities there. And I don't think he's going to be the last one. I don't either. So, and then at the end of the show, 
You get you another have, surprise. You have another surprise. You have the tag match, the Street Profits against Undisputed Era. Undisputed Era retains the titles. They still have all the gold. Yes. And Adam Cole comes out to the top of the ramp, holds his belt up. The, and, of course, Undisputed Era holds their belt up. But then the lights go down. Champa's music hits. And Champa walks out. And he stares down Adam Cole. So you end the night with a stare down between Adam Cole and Champa. And in the beginning of the night, you had a stare down between Adam Cole and Finn Balor. If, so, they're, if they're working on a triple threat of Cole, Champa, and Balor, holy, holy, <laughs> holy shit. That is, th- like, that's, that's like phoner level, like, rock. <laughs> that's rock hard, like, to the max. <laughs> That's like if you make any false move and hit the wall, that shit's going to break. <laughs> That's an emotion phone or to the max. That's 11. Yeah. I mean, it, it's going to be insane. I, I I thought about, what about War Games is coming up in November, correct? For NXT, right? Yes. What if the OC comes down and you do the Undisputed Era against the OC in a War Games match? <sighs> Goodness gracious. That's pretty good as well. That would be pretty insane. I just for a one-off, I'm okay with it just for a one-off because yeah. you're fucking putting butts in seats and you're putting eyes on that product that night. Mm-hmm. The undisputed era versus the OC. Yeah, sign me up. Yeah, <laughs> just something I was thinking about when when I saw Balor. Because I, I figured, I mean, of course, if you're doing Cole, you're going to have the undisputed era, so he's going to need backup. So you can have a month of building this, or a little bit more. And then, hey, I need, I need help. You know what I mean? So that's why you do it. There could be, and NXT is just as exciting as AEW right now because they know they know what's at stake. Mm-hmm. Ratings. They know they both want them. They both have the talent to do so. So it's just who's gonna put on, who's gonna make it more interesting to be like, holy shit, I have to watch this this week first. Yes. And I can I hold off on this second because you're going to watch them both. If you're invested and you love the wrestling product, and if you're not one of these naysayers that thinks that you have to choose between the two, you'll watch them both like we did. Yeah. Like a lot of other people did that I've listened to and that I've seen mm-hmm. on the line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what, what comes in the future because 1.4, it's because I, I have a feeling a little bit of it is because of it's brand new, it's its first episode. Um, we'll see how it evens out over the next like month or so. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling that number might drop a little bit. It all depend. It look. It's all dependent on what each company is doing at that time and yeah. what you're leading up to. Like you have November, you have Full Gear, so mm-hmm. they're gonna have to build towards that. They already have a couple of the matches announced already, which you know they that could hurt them. Yeah. But you never know. You never think things are are subject to change a lot more at AEW right now because they're putting an emphasis on the wins and loss record. So if someone is in line for a title shot or whatnot or a number one contendership and loses that week on TV, that's subject to change. And things things could be mixed around. They're, they're leaving a little bit room for their surprises in a different way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it definitely felt a little different. It, it did not feel like a WWE show, and it, it shouldn't have. And I'm glad it didn't. It was definitely something different. It was so entertaining. NXT was so entertaining. It was a great night of wrestling all around. And uh, I can't... Wednesday night is going to be the night night to watch. It's going to be um, 
pretty ridiculous. So, speaking of a night to watch, tomorrow night, Friday night, the first episode of SmackDown on Fox. They've almost stacked this up so much that you need four or five hours to actually get everything that's announced and and whatnot onto the show. Mm -hmm. So how the hell are they going to do that? Man, that's a good question. I, I with all the guests that they have, I mean, you got Austin, you got Hogan, you got The Rock, Taker, you, um, there, of course, like smaller Booker T and Alicia Fox. I love how they keep putting that like that's a, a selling point. Putting Alicia Fox, not a dig on Alicia Fox whatsoever, but her name shouldn't be up with the legends. Um, but you have so many of them. But then you also have Brock versus Kofi for the title. Yep. You have career versus career ladder match. Shane McMahon versus KO. So you're going to get like three matches, and the rest is just going to be, let's roll out the oldies. Yeah. Let's play a little oldies 98 in this motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, and then, of course, Flair and Lynch against Sasha and Bailey. Philadelphia radio yeah. <laughs> reference, <laughs> if you were listening and wondering what the fuck I was talking about. But, I mean, there's so much to, to get in, like you said, and it's going to be interesting to see how they book it and how they do it. Fox breathing down their neck for their first episode. Look, Fox wants ratings, mm-hmm. and I think they're going to get them. Obviously, they're the only one running at that point, and that of the night. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get the ratings because of the people that you have announced already. People are going to people are going to watch. Yes, people want to watch Austin. Mm-hmm. People want to watch The Rock. Yep. So you're going to have them. You might hit like three, four million viewers just because of the people that you've announced, and you have a title match with Brock Lesnar, and you put Shane McMahon in a ladder match. People are going to want to watch that because they know he's going to jump off of something crazy. I'm saying like 3.7 million. I heard people saying like upwards of like 4.2. Good God. That'd be a lot of people. You know? That's a lot. Yeah, but they, they want them and they need them. Yeah. they Like, that's a lot of money back in this product. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't wait. Uh, it's I'm, I think I was actually, <laughs> at the time, like beginning of the week, I was more excited for SmackDown than I was AEW and NXT. So here you go. I'm going to cut you off, mm-hmm. and I'm going to throw another scenario out at mm-hmm. you okay. after Friday night. Okay. I think that Shane McMahon wins this ladder match. I think KO is fired from the main roster. <laughs> War Games matches are typically five versus five. I'm thinking KO makes his way down to NXT and is a fifth member of the Undisputed Era. Okay. Going against either... I don't know if it's going to be the OC and maybe Nakamura. Maybe add Nakamura into the the OC. Uh, that could work. I, I mean, think that, hey, I, it's I, a it's a honestly, it's a New Japan uh, faction that all those guys together have all been New Japan. So adding him wouldn't hurt. It would make sense. They're all red and black. He's typically wears red and black. It all kind of fits in. I can see it. It would be, man, five on five. Those five against... It'd be the Wolfpack versus... (laughs) The LWO, maybe? The the Latin Kings? Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Who's who's gold? Who's gold and black? The Steelers? Uh, Yeah. It'd be the Penguins versus the Wolfpack. Penguins, though. I'd much rather the Steelers than the fucking Penguins. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, that'd be an amazing match. I would love to see that. I'm hoping you're wrong. I'm hoping KO 
stays um, you think on he, You SmackDown think he should stay on the main roster? Yeah, because I, I think he should be drafted to Raw. You think he's needed? Yeah, absolutely. I think he's needed. I, I don't think NXT, although he, I like Balor where he, now, where he is, I think Nakamura should probably go down. Is, go down. Go over. i got to stop saying go down. Go over to NXT um, as well. But, yeah, I think KO is needed on Monday Night Raw. Because, like we said last week. If KO is needed... It, will he flourish, or will he flourish more if he goes back to NXT? Well, I think you're gonna you're, you're gonna run into the same problem that you ran into with Raw and SmackDown. If you oversaturate yeah. NXT, I think Raw is gonna be the place where you're gonna need some talent. You're gonna need some big names, and yes, uh, but I don't think KO is a big enough name to save the brand of Raw. I don't know. I, I mean, there's no one running competition with it typically. Mm-hmm. So it will have its viewers, which it needs. But I think what they're going to find and what they're going to want is the viewership for for Wednesdays. Don't mind us. We are relocated today in a new studio, and we have the animals out. Larry's doggos, if you will. <laughs> and sometimes when you're in the middle of a heated podcast, you need a drink of water. <laughs> and that's what you just heard. That's what you just picked up in the mic. It's okay. We will continue. I think that NXT they're going to they're going to want they're going to want to beat AEW in the ratings. I think they're he's I think Vince thrives off this shit. And I think Triple H runs the same way. Maybe not in the same capacity and the same mindset, but I think they run in the same way where they want their product to be number one. Yeah. No, you're right for sure. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Not that it matters because I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch all the product anyway. But I don't know. There's something about Kevin Owens and Monday Night Raw. I feel he's a Monday Night Raw guy. Yes, um, but like Finn Balor. Actually, like Finn Balor and kind of unlike Finn Balor, that KO was brought up soon. He didn't get a long tenure in NXT, so no. which means he didn't work with any of the talent that you have down there now. He'd be another one that would fit right in with that brand and be able to flourish right away. You yeah, have a heel, no. heel KO against Johnny Gargano? Oh, yeah. You're going to say you're gonna say that that's not going to... Oh, yeah. That's I'm not going to put butts in seats? Oh, any... You, you name any one of the singles competitors and think, against KO and yeah of course it's going to work yeah, Tampa but, KO Dream but here, KO here you go if you have the names that Raw say Raw keeps Seth Rollins they keep The Fiend which I hear isn't going to be the case because I hear Fox really wants The Fiend but if you put KO's name next to any of those people that have on besides Sami Zayn and maybe Nakamura if Nakamura goes over to Raw I mean you've seen it before what are the names that are going to excite you it's going to be the names down in NXT. You're going to tell me that, oh, another KO Rollins feud is going to be better than a KO Velveteen Dream feud? Maybe not better. I mean, you're right. It, of course, it's different. The Different doesn't always mean better, but... But who's the better promo right now? Who's KO going to be able to sink his teeth in with more? Yeah, with, with, with that Dream. Dream, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Who's he going to be able to sink his teeth in more? Corcano. Mm-hmm. What's going to be... What is he going to... Like, look, he's done it. He's done it all because he's been on the main roster so long now that he's done it with pretty much everyone they got. But no, you could I, say that, you could say that with pretty much anyone. True. But you gotta you're gonna keep your bigger names up there. I mean, KO is a big name, 
but I think that he would flourish a lot more down in NXT. That's all I'm saying. That is my prediction. It may come true. It probably won't. But if it does, you better believe you're going to hear it from me first. <laughs> and that's where you heard it. So, uh, I guess we can wrap this week in wrestling up. That about does it. Yes, because nothing else is really happening. As we are recording right now, Beyond Wrestling is putting on their Uncharted Territory Season 2. Highly recommend watching that. They have... Look, wrestling upon wrestling upon wrestling. And you know what? It's all different. Everything is different. You can go a day of the week and everything will be different. You won't see the same type of show each day of the week. Nick Gage it's, is in a uh, intergender match tonight. Yes. Right? And you have uh, the match I cannot wait to watch. Josh Briggs against Lance Archer. That's going to be, man. That's going to be a horse fight. <laughs> A slobber knocker, as Jim Ross would say. It's going to be a slobber knocker. So let's move on to rumors. Carriage this I tell you brother you can't have one without the other love and marriage love and marriage it's an institute you can't disparage ask the local gentry and they will say it's elementary try 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 to separate them it's an illusion try 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 and you will only i'm being told to wrap it up because <laughs> someone sent me the clip and i like playing the whole damn thing <laughs> so let's go back into the rumors the biggest rumor coming out this week cm punk has reportedly signed a deal with FS1 to join FS1's new show, WWE Backstage. I've heard so much about this that he did, he didn't, now mm -hmm. he's bad-mouthing WWE or some crazy hoopla bullshit. Look, my head hurts just thinking about it. <laughs> I, I, I hope it's true. Um, do you hope it's true or do you hope he signed the contract to actually wrestle? No, I kind of hope he does the backstage thing yeah right now yeah i don't need him to wrestle right away god um, if he's doing the backstage thing everyone is going to be like okay when's he coming back when's he coming yes. back when's he coming back absolutely when are we going to hear the music okay the royal rumble you're going to hear the music you're going to hear of course it. That, that that's and that's going to be the fun of it and he's going to know it, that and it's he's going to be the, the torture it. oh absolutely the torture um but he's working for fox he's not working for wwe the contract will be with fox if indeed this is true i mean and, fox is throwing out money oh yeah they absolutely. just want everything yeah yeah i mean they want all the smoke <laughs> um i think it'd be good very very good if you have a cm punk and renee young um, I don't know if Booker T would still be there if CM Punk is there as well. Not I think that, so. I think that would be better, to be honest, because you have three very, very different opinions. Yes, very. Um, so I think it would be better if you do have Punk, Booker, and Renee Young, because Renee Young is going to act more like a moderator 
than anything else. There's going to be a lot of shucky duckying going on. I, God, I just disdain that that saying. But that's why I said it. I can't. I, I really though. I really hope it is true. Um, CM Punk's very very knowledgeable. He's been in the business. Was in the business forever. Um, and I, I think it'll add to the WWE. It'll add to the fans. The people can't wait to watch this now. I'm sure if CM Punk is going to be one of the hosts. But I don't know. God, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I just. I mean, it would make it interesting if he was just hired by Fox and not by the WWE. So now that kind of like keeps him off the radar of actually, look, I don't work for this company that you think I work for. I work for Fox. I'm just a reporter. I just do this. I just do that. And then all of a sudden, a few months down the line, because how are you going to keep that a secret? When that finally breaks and he's like, you, you have to tell nobody. Nobody can know about this or your job is on the line or you're fired or Vince finds a way to ship you to Cambodia. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's a hard thing to do um, in any company, let alone WWE, to keep a secret. I mean, you've seen the, the lengths that they try to go to when superstars are coming back. So to keep a secret like this of him signing a contract when it's public, it could be public knowledge very quickly. Uh, it remains to be seen if it's true, but... Yeah, we can only hope as wrestling fans that just to get Punk near the vicinity of, of wrestling is just a win for him, wrestling fans. Him talking about it again is a step in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. Because he wrote, he wrote it off. <clears throat> so another uh, one little Tidbit. story yeah, about CM Punk is CM Punk and Colt Cabana, the lawsuit that they have had going on that was still going on, it was a countersuit by uh, Cabana on Punk, has been dismissed. Both sides agreed to dismiss it. No money is exchanging, no settlement. They're just kind of ending the entire lawsuit thing. So that... I guess that's a plus? I, I, I don't know. I just, is it a bridge burned already? Is that is that the end of a friendship? I can't see friendship? these guys being friends. I mean, maybe, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know. But after everything that's happened, maybe it's a good thing that was dismissed and no money was exchanged or no money was needed, but... So that case has been dismissed, and hopefully they can move on and move past it. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, at least that's over with for them too anyway. So the next story I have, seeds for Rock versus Roman at WrestleMania 36 may be planted tomorrow night on SmackDown. And that may be the role that The Rock plays, is somehow setting up him versus Roman. Okay? <laughs> um, for WrestleMania? For WrestleMania 36. Just planting a small seed. I don't know how they're going to do it. It's, it's just this is the word coming out that that's part of the reason that they have The Rock. That's what in what capacity he's well, going to be they in. they did it with Triple H and Batista. Mm-hmm. Planted yep. the seed. Yep. People wanted it. Maybe they're hoping to get The Rock in the ring one more time and... I guess they're going to look to put Roman over one more time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who else I mean, can Roman beat that would just piss everyone else off? <laughs> the Rock already tried to get Roman over in Philly. It didn't fucking work. No. I don't know how he... I don't know. It just... I hope not. I hope this, is, <laughs> hope this isn't another attempt to get Roman over. Because him beating the beloved legends isn't working. He ha- He found a nice route with the whole... Rowan yeah. feud type thing because he was starting to get over a little bit with the fans, but this would probably slow that down a little bit. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. But it also depends on what they build until WrestleMania and when you pull this out of your back pocket. Because The Rock's not going to hurt his brand at all for this. No. It don't matter for him. It ain't going to matter at all. So last story I have, Cain Velasquez, uh, MMA fighter, fights for the UFC. Also a professional wrestler. Yes, has turned to professional wrestling uh, recently. He is in talks with major promotions, no specific ones in general, but the talk is AEW and WWE are in the mix. And WWE really wants this because... They have Cain Velasquez versus Brock Lesnar. Exactly, because Cain Velasquez dominated Brock Lesnar at UFC 121. So this would be a return, and they could have this whole story. Uh, all right, okay, sure. <laughs> Again, I, I like Cain Velasquez in the octagon. I like Brock Lesnar in the octagon. I don't know if I like them in the wrestling in wrestling ring. I, I, it's I, completely different. We know it's not a real fight. We know this isn't like, uh, okay, this isn't the typical rematch where there will be blood. There will be a knockout or a submission. This isn't blood sport. No. If it was blood sport, sign me up. Cool. Yeah. This I'll is watch the WWE. Blood sport. Yes, it's going to be a hyped up match. Yes, it'll probably be entertaining. Yeah. Will it have the same allure as a brutal fight? No, not in the sense of the mixed martial arts world. Could it be brutal in the professional wrestling world? Of course. It's Brock Lesnar. We've seen what he's done to Randy Orton. Yeah. Seen that he's huh. he's thrown numerous people around in the ring. I mean, him versus Cain Velasquez in the ring, I might have slowly talked myself into wanting to see it. I the only just thing from is, the professional wrestling aspect and how it could be built. I want to see. Let me see Kane wrestle. You I haven't seen him wrestle I yet. I still haven't seen a Kane Velasquez. Oh my God, Velasquez match. Wrestling. Um, <laughs> shut the hell up. So Kane Velasquez <laughs> wrestling. Yeah, we do the podcast. We do real good. I, I I'm interested to see him actually wrestle a match. I haven't seen it. it. I mean, how many? Do you know how many matches he's had? I've seen clips of two. Okay. All right. Yeah, because I. I knew he was doing it. I just where hadn't he seen actually them yet. looks really good. Does he? Yeah. I yeah. I might. I might he's have been to look at the work. Good. I he, hope I'm... he's a big dude that can does some luchador esque really move sets. Yeah, well, he's hopping around the that. ring. Good for him. All right. Well, yeah. I hope so. Then if he's picking it up faster than most people pick it up and is able to make the transition that easy, he's a natural athlete. He's like Greg Luganis. You know what? How did I know that? That I actually felt that coming. I, when I heard natural athlete, I knew that was coming. Because you know I'm an avid fan of Greg Luganis? <laughs> no, I just know your obscure mo- movie quotes will come out at any point. Hmm. But, yeah, I, I, yeah, sure. If he's good, I mean, we already know Brock Lesnar is Brock Lesnar. He does what he does in the ring. Those two, yeah, maybe they could put on a good show. Well, I'll tell you what. Brock, will he'll invest himself into that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because that's, that's his world. Yes. Yeah. He, 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 he will love to do business there. He stepped into their world and conquered it at a point in time. Now you bring someone from that world into his world, mm-hmm. he would sink his teeth into that right away. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, sure. and especially if he's got the green light to be like, look, be as brutal as you guys want. But on the other hand, you have AEW, AEW with another MMA, undefeated MMA fighter. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Hey, facts are facts. Facts are facts. Who did he beat? <laughs> who cares who he beat? He's 2-0. Oh. 
Okay. He's 2-0. He, granted, he's not fighting the best of the best, but... Are you on the We The People kick? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. But, look, he's MMA. It's a connection. Uh, I'm just saying. It could work for they, AEW. And AEW is in need of bigger names and, <clears throat> quite frankly, bigger people. Because yeah. they don't really have a big roster. No. We have Luchasaurus, who... He's big, but he's no monster. I mean, look at Swagger last night when he came out. He towered over everyone, and when he was in the WWE, you didn't consider him no. a big guy. No. Given I, that he's six <laughs> five, yes, he's a big guy, but... I saw a funny tweet about about that, and it was like, Jericho wanted to be Shawn Michaels his whole life. Now he finally has his diesel. And I was like, God, really? I, hope, I hope that's not the route they go. Really? Like, that's, that, that's what you took from that? I, I, I no, I never thought that once. Like this is his ball. Oh, he's going to be his bodyguard. And it, no, no, not at all. I don't I know hope, where I that came not. from. Yeah, no, me too. But I just thought it was odd to make that connection whatsoever. And if you were to pick a Diesel, I hope he'd pick someone better than Swagger. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Diesel was seven foot tall. He was fucking super shredder. Yeah, it was six eleven. 6'10", 6'11". You're really going to fight me on an inch? <laughs> no. <laughs> just saying. He wasn't actually seven feet. He was super shredder. Can we just focus on what's more important <laughs> at this point in time? <laughs> All right. Fair Sw- point. Swagger was not super shredder. Fair point. I know. I knew I was going to win this one eventually. <laughs> I just need to state the facts in a more stern way. So that about wraps up our rumors. Wraps up our rumors? Does yeah. it wrap up our show? I believe so. We have nothing to promote for you this week. No, we don't. We're we're done really promoting for Actually, now. No, we're not. We are we are dabbling in the promoter world one more time. Will we be at the venue? There's a good chance we won't be, but we will be a sponsor for Anthony Green's Halloween Bash. Yes. Zero one USA Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. We are back. <laughs> so we will be promoting that show in specific. A match. Yes. We are sponsoring a specific match. And one of the better matches on the card, the match, in our opinion. The match card is stacked, but when we were offered the the right to, to sponsor a match, mm-hmm. and we had the, the pick of the litter, yes, this one stuck out. Yeah. And, I mean, we talk about them a lot. He's on the premiere of Beyond Tonight of the new season. Is Josh Briggs. Josh Briggs will go up against Blade. and it's Of the Butcher and the Blade. Of the Butcher and the Blade. And it's one of those matches that's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be insane. It's, it's going to be a fantastic wait. match. And like I said, it was one that when it, when given the list of matches to, yes. to sponsor, this one jumped up at me. I was like, ooh. Yeah, this is this could be the match of the night. So of course I want to sponsor the match of the night, mm-hmm. and that's what I believe this has the potential to be. Yes. So if you are in Rhode Island and you're able to attend, or you're watching it, because I'm sure they'll try and find a way of streaming it when they're announcing the beginning if of the match. If not streaming it live, there will, will be an opportunity to watch it after the fact. I believe AG's Halloween Bash. Yes. October twenty seventh. That's a Sunday, and I believe it's in the afternoon. So you get a nice afternoon show. We only sponsor afternoon shows now. We're <laughs> Very not, true. We're not Nighthawks anymore. No. We only sponsor the afternoon shows, but you're going to want to catch this one, especially the Josh Briggs versus the Blade. Because in the beginning of the match, 
when the announcer starts to warm up his vocals and when he gets ready to spit out some knowledge and drop it on everyone before, like an atomic bomb. Before he says this match is scheduled for one fall, he will make sure to say this match is sponsored by Brotherly Love Wrestling, Wrestling Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> We gotta make sure that he gets the right. We gotta make sure that he gets all the uh, the updated information. This match is sponsored by Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast. Make sure you say it like you just drank some sour beer right before you say the wrestling part. So uh, yeah, look out for that. Look out for that match. Look at that event. Um, October twenty seventh. It's gonna be a hell of an event. Front row is almost sold out. B- believe there's only a few tickets left for the front row. Rest of the the venue will be selling out quickly, so make sure you get your tickets to that event. Because your boys in Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast <laughs> will be sponsoring it. Motherfucker. <laughs> also, even though it's sold out, whoever may have been lucky to get tickets to GCW in Philly on October 28th. The next day. That's yes. a Monday for all you people that are keeping score at home. Yes. We will be in attendance for GCW, our first GCW um, live event, event live. And uh, so that should be a good one. So if you are attending in Philadelphia, um, reach out to us on Twitter and uh, let us know. Say hi when you're down there. I want to give a huge shout out to GCW Game Changer Wrestling because they find a way to go above and beyond, not only at their shows, but to make sure that the fans and the people attending their shows get what they want out of a wrestling show. Mm-hmm. And they really make it happen for them. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about the fans. It really is. I've been very, very impressed with GCW's work as of late. So I was so excited that they were coming to the Voltage Lounge in Philadelphia. Yeah. We will be down there. We made sure we might have found a way in from different resources, but we are going to be there. Regardless, we got tickets. That's all that matters. Larry Larry had to get a handy to a guy in an alleyway. (laughs) For tickets to this show, but we didn't want to disclose that. But I you know will not what? confirm or deny that fact. But needless to say, we do what we need to do for wrestling. <laughs> so we hope you enjoyed the show today. Don't uh, give anyone handies in an alleyway for wrestling tickets. We do not promote this. No, we do not. So we hope you enjoyed the show, and um, we will be talking to you very soon. Later.